Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. I'm super excited to announce that I'll be kicking off 100 Days to Change on Monday. Do you have an area of your life you'd like to make change in? Join me on this journey and create the change you want in your life. Over these 100 days, I'll be looking change right in the face as I do something that forces me to face all my biggest fears, and that is going through Life Coach Certification. At the same time, I'm also on a personal mission to grow my 100 founding members to my membership in 100 days, also known as 100 in 100. Throughout these 100 days, I'll be sharing how I'm overcoming all the discomfort that comes with change so you can see how it's possible in your life too. I'll share my process and concepts that can be applied anywhere in your life to create positive change that lasts. I'll also share fun, behind-the-scenes look at everything I'm doing, the good, the bad, and the ugly in a private Facebook group. And trust me, there will be some ugly because that's always part of the process to making real change. Join me, to join me, request to join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash 100 days to change. And that's the number 100. We're going to learn together, have fun together, and do it all with God and his truths in the middle of it. Think of any area of your life you want to make real real and lasting change, and then let's do this together. Let's get started with today's episode, episode number 47 on anxiety. Do you suffer with anxiety? Well, if you do, you are definitely not alone, as it's estimated that one in five American adults suffer with some type of anxiety disorder. That's over 40 million Americans. Anxiety has turned into a real buzzword in our world today, so let's start by defining exactly what it is. Anxiety is defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Based on that definition, we can see there's nothing wrong with having a little anxiety in our lives. Like that useful nervous energy we can use to help ensure we're adequately prepared for big events in our life or at work. I know for me, I feel that before I speak in front of other people or on a Zoom call or when I get ready to do something new for the very first time. 
The problem with anxiety occurs when we allow these feelings to build and grow to an unhealthy level that it starts consuming us. That's when it can lead to what's considered a disorder, and there's a separate definition for that. That is defined as a nervous disorder characterized by the state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension, typically with compulsive behavior or panic attacks. I have a confession to make. I suffer with anxiety. I'm not exactly sure when and where it started, but I see it show up in a few different areas of my life. For example, I have anxiety about tornadoes, so whenever we have a bad storm, I'm on high alert. I have anxiety about hospitals, anything about them. The smell, the machines, like the beeping, blood, anything, you name it, and I have anxiety about that. I have anxiety about social events. The larger the event, the more anxiety that I have. And I could go on and on with different situations and different things um, that make me anxious. But before I go any further, I want to address something related to this. We continue to learn more and more about our brains and our bodies. These amazing gifts God has given to us are so complex, we're still discovering new things about them every day. For many, anxiety is something that can be managed on their own, but some of us may have a chemical or, hom- or hormonal imbalance that drives our, driving our anxiety that requires doctor's care and medication. I want to briefly address my thoughts on this too. I believe there are times in our world today that people simply seek a diagnosis and use medication as an easy out to their health problems. I strongly believe God wants us to be good stewards of his gifts, and that includes our self-care and well-being. But I also believe God gave us the gift of medical science and medication to help us with certain things that are beyond our control, whether temporarily or permanently. If you are diagnosed with an imbalance, if you make an effort to control your anxiety and aren't successful, there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed about with getting medical help. Science and medicine can improve our health. They can be part of our path to living our best life, and there's no shame in that. A great example of this is my contact lenses. They give me the gift of good eyesight. With that, there's never any downside to better understanding anxiety and how we can better control and manage it ourselves through our thoughts. This will be enough for some. For others, it might simply be a supplement to your medication. Medication might also help you control it until you can learn how to better self-manage. Simply be open and be curious. Experiment to, fi- to figure out what's the right solution for you. Today's one thing. Our anxiety levels only increase the more we resist and fight with the thoughts causing them. The answer to our anxiety is found through better understanding it opening ourselves up to allowing and feeling our negative emotions, and always inviting God fully into it. So let's dive into understanding what causes our anxiety. Number one, 
Not knowing the true cause is always our thoughts. Thinking things that happen outside of us cause us to feel a certain way. But the truth is, it's never these things, it's our thoughts about these things that are actually creating our feelings. Our thoughts create our feelings. You've heard me say that before, right? Anxiety doesn't just happen to us. We think thoughts inside our minds that cause our body to release chemicals that trigger our anxiety. For example, let's say your husband calls and tells you he lost his job. Your brain immediately thinks thoughts like, oh crap, how are we going to be able to pay our bills? Do we have enough in savings? What did my husband do? Why would he allow this to happen? I knew his boss had it out for him. Oh no, he's going to feel so crushed and overwhelmed. How will he recover from this? You get the point, right? This isn't just about thinking positively, like the world tries to tell us we should in every situation. We know many times that's not possible because that's not how God created us. Sometimes we are going to experience negative emotions. They are a necessary part of our human life. God uses them as signals and indicators to help guide us. Sometimes we want to have them. For example, I don't want to have them when I first find out that my husband lost his job. I don't want to feel positive and happy when my sister gets diagnosed with breast cancer. Here's my point, though. Anxiety is not as scary when you know your brain is just creating it. Many times, it's simply your brain fearing all the unknowns around a circumstance, like my husband losing his job, or trying to solve some future problem that might happen. We have so many thoughts that our brain gets worked up and overwhelmed. Our brain can't fully solve for future events that haven't happened yet because there are so many unknowns. For example, think about COVID. If you tried to figure out how you would respond to a viral pandemic before it happened, you would have driven yourself crazy because of all the unknowns. Once you received more information about how you could protect yourself and your family, for example, washing your hands, wearing masks, and physical separation, then it becomes much clearer and easier to think through. Our anxiety is a function of scary, dangerous, and threatening thoughts, not real danger. Number two, we resist our feelings. Anxiety is a secondary emotion. It starts out as something less, as something else, like fear, confusion, worry. But we resisted that feeling, which allowed it to get stronger and more intense until it becomes anxiety. Most of us have gotten really bad at truly feeling our feelings because the world is full of ways to escape from and resist our true emotions. All we have to do is pick up our phone, eat some food, shop online, watch Netflix, or drink some alcohol. And a basic principle in life is whatever we practice, we get better at. So every time we find a way to escape our negative emotions, the more likely it is that we'll do it the next time too. The problem is 
When we continually run from, escape, and resist our negative emotions, that leads to long-term harm because it pushes our anxiety-producing thoughts deeper into our subconscious and allows them to build up. The easiest example I can give for this is holding a beach ball underwater. The beach ball is pushed under and out of clear sight, but it's never too far below the surface. And the more it's pushed away, the greater intensity it has when it shows up. Consistently resisting our negative emotions is what causes us to be out of control when they do come up. We lash out at others that don't deserve it. We suffer panic attacks and anxiety attacks that leave us feeling powerless. This actually compounds our pain because not only do we suffer from our anxiety, we also feel other negative emotions like guilt and regret for how it causes us to act. We start becoming anxious about our anxiety. There are a couple other causes that I'm just going to mention quickly for time's sake. One is being confused about what our human experience is supposed to be like. We have to remember that when God allowed sin to enter our world, our human life became 50-50 filled with both good and bad. And that bad will include experiencing and dealing with negative emotions. The other is having shame about our anxiety. I think we believe quote-unquote good Christian women shouldn't feel this way or experience panic attacks. So rather than being open and vulnerable, we allow shame to come in and take over. Shame always does its best work in the darkness. So this greatly compounds our resistance towards these feelings and causes us to do everything possible to deny, ignore, and push them away. So as I explained, it's a perfect recipe for your anxiety to thrive in. So here are some things that you can do. First off, invite God in. The last place God wants you to be stuck in is anxiety and shame. That's why he sacrificed his son so we could freely confess our worries, our struggles, our sins, and know his love, grace, and mercy will always be there to catch us. Our emotions are signals and indicators from God. He wants us to feel them and seek understanding through him. Your anxiety is exactly the type of place God wants most to be plugged into. It's places like this that he can make the biggest difference in your life. He tells us his strengths show through most with our weaknesses. It's through him and his truths you can change your thoughts, change your perspective, reduce or even eliminate your anxiety. Listen to what God says about our anxiety through his word. Cast all your anxieties on me because of how much I care for you. You notice that key word I emphasize there, all. Not one, not some, but all. God wants all of them. He wants to help you move past all of them. He wants to remove the burden of anxiety, worry, and stress from you. 
Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, tell God every detail of your life through thankful prayer and the peace of God, which transcends human understanding, will keep constant guard over your heart and mind as they rest in Christ Jesus. God clearly wants you to share, not hide your anxieties with him. Get good at feeling your feelings. When you learn this, you learn they are not anything we have to run from or fix. They are just part of our human experience, just vibrations in the body. We can just allow them. Can say just, we're going to feel some fear today, going to feel some sadness today. Of course, I want to change to be happy, but the most effective path to doing that is by not resisting my negative emotions. Be willing to be unhappy. Be willing to feel whatever you're feeling. It's through the allowing and feeling where you get to take leverage over them. We can always look at our thoughts causing them, but step number one is making peace with them. That's how we get authority over them instead of letting them just happen to you without your consent or control. You can invite them in and be relaxed while you're having them. Practice allowing and feeling your negative emotions. Here's how you can do that. When you feel the feeling coming on, relax into it rather than your natural reaction of wanting to tense up against it. Oh, it's anxiety time. I'm just going to feel it. Be curious about where it's coming from and how it makes you feel. Most people don't do this because they fear it's going to make it stronger, but that's simply not true. Remember, it's through resistance that it's made stronger. This allows the chemicals and vibrations causing the feeling to cycle and wash through your body, and that will allow it to diminish. Remember the beach ball example. Resistance, the opposite of allowing, is what leads to anxiety attacks, panic attacks, and lashing out. The better you get at this, the less they will build up and the less intense they will be. Next is define your anxiety. Here's something I've done. I've created my own personal definition for my anxiety. Anxiety is just a feeling, a vibration in my body caused by my thoughts that makes my heart race and my armpits sweat. If I allow it to, it can consume my brain and my thoughts. It feels heavy. And the more I try to resist it, the more it seems to build, intensify, and resurface. This definition helps me better understand exactly what my anxiety feels and looks like and how it impacts me. It also helps make my anxiety less scary by reminding me that I have control over the factors that contribute to my anxiety, not managing my thoughts and resisting it. I'm not saying this makes it all okay and never a problem, but it does help me realize it's tolerable and gives me direction and reminders on how I should address it. Obviously, don't define it as this big, awful thing you have no control over. 
defining it in a way that is personal to you and makes it feel more tolerable is a step you can take to help start opening yourself up to allowing it rather than resisting it. The other thing we can do, and if you're a regular listener of my podcast, you probably knew this one was coming, is we can choose to think different thoughts. I don't have much time left to dive deep into this one today, but you can hear much more about it on my other podcasts. Here's just a few things I will say about it. Understand, this is much easier said than done because we've thought so many of our thoughts so many times, but God, he gives us the ability to do this with our prefrontal cortex. It starts with building awareness of our anxiety-producing thoughts and then getting curious about them. Do a thought download to get these thoughts on paper. Review them and search for more understanding. Where are they coming from? Are they really true? Many times when we feel anxiety, it feels like everything is happening against us. Instead, look for thoughts you can believe that everything is happening for you. One such thought is remembering what God says about this. He tells us that all things work together for good for those who love him. All things includes the anxiety you and I are experiencing, but we have to start by being open to it and working through it with God. Okay, that does it for this week. I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.